this time, if we could have some of the leaders come so they can pray over you. It's a privilege to be able to pay, pray for people, over people. But there's power in that. How many know firsthand how powerful prayer is?
Treasure of my heart, it's treasure of my heart. 
for the church around the world. We pray for the church, Lord. We thank you for your grace that you have so freely bestowed from your throne. It never ends, Lord. It never ends. We, we thank you for that. Jesus, we thank you for your blood. Your blood that cleanses us past, present, and future sins. It gives us the freedom to love. To love God and to love people.
past week. Also, Jim Benetti and his wife Debbie, they're also feeling a little bit ill today as well. We also want to pray for Pauline Brazili, Frank and Sandy Walker, Don Wells, his brother Timmy, and Frank Moorhead as they're all battling health issues. We also have one very special request for our dear sister, Gina Moorhead. My heart breaks for Gina as she has been diagnosed with COVID, along with a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot in the lung and is currently in the hospital. And to make her situation, situation even tougher, her mother, Nanny, just passed from this life into eternity this past Friday. Gina and her mom had such a special relationship. Now, even though Gina already misses her mom tremendously, she knows that because her mom is a believer in Jesus Christ, and that Gina is also a believer in Jesus, that they will be reunited in heaven one day. That's the promises of God. We our loved ones, all who believe in Jesus Christ will be together one day. Do you believe that? Yes. Amen. That's the word. That's what the word says. The word is true. This is why it's so important that we put our faith and our trust in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. He paid it all. He did it all. We need to believe. That's what gets us there. We need to believe in the finished work of Christ. Also, speaking of the cross, just before Jesus willingly laid down his life on the cross and gave up his spirit, he said it is finished. And the veil was ripped in two, meaning that we as believers go to the throne of God anytime with our prayer requests. We don't have to be in a church, you can be in your car, you can be in your kitchen, you can be anywhere. Go in the name of Jesus and you will be in the throne of God. And he is listening. He knows everything. Therefore, right now, we're going into the throne room of Almighty God with our prayer requests. So I'm going to pray for the ones that we already mentioned. If there's anybody here that has a prayer request, put your hand up. God knows your prayer request. By faith, God sees it, and he will act upon it. It is impossible to please God without faith. So believe that he's going to see it. He's going to hear your, your prayer request. You don't even have to see it openly. He knows everything. Let us pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are so blessed that you're mindful of us. You know everything about everything, and we thank you for that. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. And we thank you for your blood, Jesus, because we know that we can never earn heaven. It's your blood that makes it possible for us because you cleanse us inside and out. You cleanse our heart, Lord. You make us clean. You make us worthy of heaven. You make us righteous. You are our righteousness. We get your righteousness, and you get our sin. What a great deal for us. And we thank you, God, and we are your church, Lord, that one day we'll be with you forever and ever and ever. And we thank you for that. Father, we pray for Pastor David. We thank you for bringing him back to strong health. We thank you for all the other ones that, that were mentioned that are also on the way of the road to recovery. Lord, we especially pray for Gina right now, God. We, as the body of Christ, right now, come against the evil one, Lord. We come against any sickness that wants to take away our health. We lift up Gina right now. We all agree right now, God, that you have already started the recovery. It is coming to fruition. Gina will be healed soon, Lord. And we thank you for that. And we thank you for...
wrapping your arms around Norma as she deals with the loss of her mother. And she couldn't even be there right when she passed. That was one thing she wanted to do. But she spent much time with her mom in the days prior to that. But we thank you for her mom, Nettie, being with you right now, God. She's in glory. She's going, she's already at where we're all going to go. And we thank you for that. And we thank you, Father, once again for taking care of Jean. That is our, our main prayer today, God, that you would just wrap your arms around the Lord like only you can and divinely intercede into her situation, Lord. And we thank you for that. You're going to use this for your glory, God. She's going to have a mighty testimony, God, of what you did throughout her time in the hospital. And we thank you for that. We thank you for bringing Gina and Frank back to church real soon. And we just thank you, God, for hearing our prayer requests. Thank you for knowing everything but everything. And Lord, everyone in this body, everyone in this church that raises their hand, Father, I thank you for taking care of their prayer needs, God, like only you can. And once again, we pray for the body. We pray that we come together, Lord, and then we serve you unitedly. There's only one body, and that's, that's the body here, Lord, that worships you. You are the head and you are the body. We thank you, Father, for your promises. We thank you for hearing our prayers. We thank you once again, Jesus, for making this possible. It's in your mighty name that we pray. Amen. Well, this time we have ushers come forward for today's tithes and offerings. And what a joy it is to give back to the Lord. He has given us so much. He has taken care of us in so many situations. Way more than we can even describe. We thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to give back. Father, at this time we want to give our tithes and offerings to you. We know you can do so much more with it than we can to reach the world. And we have a, a guest speaker today that's going to testify about that, about going into the world. Robert Spector with Rock of Israel Ministries, and we thank you for him today. And Father, we thank you for the blessings that you provide for us as we give by faith. In Jesus', in Jesus name we pray.
make his light to the nations, just as Israel was meant to be. Rock of Israel Ministries have been proclaiming Jesus as the Jewish Messiah since 1971. 50 years. Praise the Lord. That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. We also went to, we also teamed up with Rock of Israel in 2016, fall in Baltimore. We went to Washington, D.C. Uh, James Stoke, who comes on Wednesday nights, and myself teamed up with Rock of Israel Ministries as we engaged in street preaching. It was definitely a memorable time I've done today. The Bible says this regarding Israel in Genesis 12, 3. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed absolutely been blessed because of Israel. And we are about to be blessed by our speaker today. Let's give a warm Emmanuel welcome to Mr. Robert Spector. different 
avenue to reach out to Jewish people, and that is through the marketplace. Um, and so every year now, we go to a number of state and county fairs, and we have, uh, are able to talk to a lot of Jewish people this way. We have a booth, a commercial booth of products from Israel, or products that are used by Jewish people, menorahs, mezuzahs, prayer shawls, and these products brought Jewish people to us. We don't have to go looking for them, they find us. And so it's a great way to interact with Jewish people. In fact, I have a video, a short video I'd like to show you that will help you see how Jewish people are, in, are where we are engaging Jewish people in opposition. Way to reach both Jewish and Gentile people with the gospel in the marketplace. We've been renting booths at state and county fairs. However, one of the best fairs we have found is actually not in the U.S., but in Toronto, Canada. It is at the Canadian National Exposition, also called the CME, and it has 1.5 million attendees each year. Toronto is a city much like New York with a very diverse population. We meet more Jewish people here than any other fair. And there are many Jewish and biblical products out there on the table, including books, art of the covenant models, jewelry, and more. It brings many curious people over to us each day, much like fishing and bait. For instance, last year at this fair, we were able to share the Messiah with over 325 Jewish people who came to our booth. That number is not even including the hundreds more non-Jewish people we speak with as well. And even if they do not stop to talk, hundreds more will stop dead in their tracks and read our large banner, which says, Jesus made me kosher. Jewish people will stand there for a minute or more and read how Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. Of course, many non-Jewish people stop to read it as well. We cannot tell you how productive this unique banner has been over the years. For those who do come over and talk with us, most will take a bookmark, which is a copy of the banner, Jesus made me kosher, and listen as we share how we are Jews who believe that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah, promised to our people. Of course, there will be some more open to the message. If they are open, we will give them a free book of Jewish testimonies or something similar. Conversely, there are always some who oppose us being there as well. Sometimes we get a visit from local rabbis who seek to stop what we are doing. They show up with video cameras and argue with us. Nevertheless, we are sure that the gospel will go forward no matter what the situation. And the booth in Toronto is just one of the many booths we have rented and continue to rent across North America each year, armed with good volunteer staff who love God and love the Jewish people. With all that being said, may we ask for your help in reaching people? Rent the booth in Toronto. So this is what we're doing now. Instead of going to street uh, out on the streets in different cities, we're going to different fairs in the different cities. Every January, we go to the South Florida Fair, uh, a lot of Jewish people in South Florida. And then in February, we go to the State Fair, which is in Tampa. Uh, we know when to go to Florida in January, February. And um, even last year, we, we, uh, uh, were at, we were supposed to be at the Miami County Fair, but the very day that it was to begin, uh, everything in the country shut down, and so we had to pack it all up. And after that, all the fairs closed and last year. However, this year, we've been, even though there were a couple of fairs that still were closed, uh, Canada was one of them, Ohio was another one that was closed this year. However, we were able to be at a 
a kosher relationship with God and with one another. Only Yeshua can give genuine peace and joy in this life and everlasting life in the world to come. Have you said yes to Yeshua yet? And then it has our contact info on the other side. So pick up one of these bookmarks, put it in your Bible, let it be a reminder to pray for us as we're uh, in at, at these fairs and uh, we'll begin again in January uh, with the fair in South Florida. The, uh, besides the Judaica, you know, mezuzahs or keychains or all the different things we have on the table, I want to mention five books that are on the table also. The first book uh, is called Jewish Faith and the New Covenant. It's almost an encyclopedia of Jewish customs and traditions and how they point to Jesus. Uh, for instance, the, the uh, prayer shawl, the, the Jewish wedding, what a beautiful picture of Jesus and his bride. And, and so it's just uh, full of material, the feast, um, and I would highly recommend it. And by the way, it, it's written by Ruth Spector LaSalle, that's my aunt, so it must be good. <laughs> Another book I want to re recommend is a book called Understanding the Difficult Words of Jesus. Uh, there are times in the Bible that uh, Jewish custom is not understood by most Christians, and so uh, even the words of Jesus are confusing because he's using Jewish tradition in his teaching, and or uh, an idiom. And you know what an idiom is? It's a figure of speech. For example, when I say it's raining cats and dogs, you know I'm not talking about animals. That's a Figure of speech. Well, Jesus used Jewish figures of speech, and so this book uh, deals with some of that. Then, uh, under, that was understanding the difficult words of Jesus. Um, I was sharing about this book, imparting the blessing, um, talking about blessing our children, what the Jewish patriarchs do, and a man said that he had bought the book and it had changed his family because of the, the blessing the children. Uh, we all understand the concept of positive thinking or, or, or positive confession or whatever, but blessing our children is something that we should be doing. A book that uh, helps you understand the, the barriers that Jewish people have to the gospel is a testimony book called Betrayed. It's the story of a Jewish man whose daughter comes home from college to tell him that she's become a believer in Jesus and he feels betrayed. His family, his ancestors, his religion. So he uh, sets out to prove to his daughter that Jesus could be the Messiah, but in the process he becomes a believer. It's a wonderful, true story. And the last book I want to mention is a book that uh, I wish every Christian would read. It will help you understand those barriers, the, the reasons that Jewish people um, uh, are so opposed to Jesus. Called Our Hands Are Stained with Blood. It's uh, written by Dr. Michael Brown. He was one of the pastors in Pensacola back when the revival was there in Pensacola. He's got a, a Bible school and a radio and TV. And uh, he's written many books, but this book will make you cry as you read the tragic story of the church and the Jewish people. And, and it's a book I wish every Christian would read. All right, enough commercial, but let me say that there are three reasons I hope you take time to uh, 
bruise the table um, number one. Some of this material you won't find in your bookstore. In fact, your books are probably closed, right? So uh, now's a good opportunity. The second reason is that whatever you purchase supports our ministry. Those fairs uh, are very expensive to do. It, it's a, I haven't found a better way to engage Jewish people in conversations, yet it, it does cost a lot to do these fairs. And so your purchase gives you something and your supporting missions. It's a win-win uh, purchase. And then, um, and by the way, I came prepared if you did not. I have on my cell phone and the app to take your credit card. So I'm ready if you are. And the third reason is every item you buy from us, I'm going to have to pack up afterwards. So uh, let's uh, clear the table. The, uh, and remember to pick up a, a bookmark and perhaps our, our prayer card to keep us uh, in your prayers. So this morning, um, I uh, thought about what I wanted to share. And of course, I, think I, I need you to understand the barriers uh, that Jewish people have to know how to pray for the Jewish people. There are six million Jews in America. Six million, about seven million are in Israel. So almost as many Jews are here, and that's why I'm a U.S. missionary with the Assembly of God, reaching the Jewish people in America. But the Jewish people um, are opposed to Jesus for a number of reasons. And, and I, I thought about how I would share that with you, that you would understand their, their uh, reasons. And I thought perhaps I'd share a testimony because this will help you uh, understand the mindset of Jewish people. So uh, a number of years ago, uh, a family came from Lithuania, Russia, uh, no men, and uh, they, got, they came to Boston and settled in Boston. One of their daughters was Anna. They ended up in California. And then another man came from Russia, from the Ukraine area, and he came through Philadelphia, and his name was Lewis. And Lewis ended up going to California also. Well, of course, these two met and got married, Anna and Lewis. And uh, and they, of course, wanted children, and so they had a daughter, and then they had another daughter, and, and but they wanted a son, and so finally they had their son. However, this was 1918, and, and that year there was this terrible pandemic. There was this epidemic of the flu. Uh, in fact, it was so terrible. Obviously, we can understand now how terrible it was. There were so many people dying that they didn't even have enough coffins for the people that were dying. And so, uh, I am not sure, but I think it was like half a million people died here in America during the flu epidemic of 1918. Well, tragedy struck this family, and Lewis has come to uh, the flu and died that year. They had just had uh, this boy. He was now two months old. 
and the mother, Anna, had to uh, uh, work several jobs just, just to make ends meet for this young family. Uh, she was a single mother with three young children, and so she took laundry, she worked in a store, she did anything and everything that she could. She did ironing, she did whatever she needed to do to provide for her children. And so time went on. Of course, uh, this was uh, the First World War, the Depression, very difficult time in U.S. history and for this young family. They, uh, the kids, the children went to school, public school, and then after public after school, they went to uh, uh, Hebrew school. But uh, uh, they would they would be called names at their school. They would be called names because they were Jews, just because they were Jews, not because they did anything, but just because they were Jews. There was there was. Uh, anti-Semitism at that time that uh, I know even on my aunt's uh, property deed it said, and you shall not sell this to a Jew. I don't know how she ended up with it, but it said you know, that that was one of the, the, the things on the deed that, they, that, that it, the house was not to be sold to Jews. And so there was this uh, anti-Semitism in, in even in the schools, and, and the kids would go home and, and say, why do Christians hate us? You know, they thought that if you're not Jewish, you must be a Christian. And so they thought all these kids were Christians, and, and probably the kids thought they were Christians too. Uh, they, you know, the, if they, they maybe are not going to church, and so um, they saw themselves as Christians, and yet they, they called um, the, the three children names, and uh, the ch uh, Anna's children didn't know why. And they asked their mother, why do Christians hate us? And Anna would tell them what she had been told, that, that Christians hate Jews. They, they're jealous of Jews, that Christians are jealous because uh, they're so jealous that they took the Bible and they added another section, but they took our Bible and added another section to it. And, and that they, they took one of our rabbis and made, made him into God. And, uh, and so they, they, she would tell them not to listen, not to pay attention to these kids that were so cruel to them. And uh, they still didn't understand why. And she said, she said, well, this is the way it's been for centuries, you know, from, from early on. Uh, the, the, the Crusaders killed so many Jewish people, and, and the Inquisition, when Jews were forced to convert or die, that was a choice, either become a Christian or die. And, uh, and even uh, in Russia, uh, especially in Russia, they, she uh, knew the stories of how they were kicked out from of one village after another. Uh, perhaps you've seen uh, the uh, 
Holy, holy, holy in a Christian 
soon coming king. And so she, she believed because of what had happened. In fact, the Bible says in Corinthians that Jews require a sign. Well, she had been given a sign, and she believed that Jesus was the Messiah. Well, now her children were, were upset with her because she was talking about this Christian God. And they, you know, thought that he was uh, an imposter, you know, this person who said he was God. How can God have a son? This is ridiculous. God can't have a son. Um, and so uh, they actually thought that she was going crazy. And they actually looked into putting her into an insane asylum. But their sister, the middle child, had gone to Hollywood to, to uh, become a, an actress. And uh, it's a very difficult field of work. And she was in, under a lot of stress. And she... She wanted to come home and get some rest. And so this was the same time. And they approached her and said, what should we do with uh, mother? And, uh, and she said, well, I'll tell you what. If I'm an actress. I'll go to the church with her. And I'll show her the hypocrisy that they're acting. They're not really that happy, you know, that, that they, they don't really want to be there. And so she decided to go to church with Anna. And so they went to church. And she couldn't find anything wrong. The people actually looked happy. And uh, were glad to be in church. And, and, um, and she, you know, wasn't paying too much attention the first time. But she decided to go back. And she really wanted to find something wrong. And so she went back with her mother six times. Finally, she said, I'll go one more time, seventh time. I'll go one more time, and if I can't find anything, she told her brother and her sister, let's just let her be. She's happy. She's worked hard all her life. Let her be. And uh, so she went uh, this seventh time with her mother. Well, again, she couldn't find anything wrong, and then the pastor at the end of the service asked the man to pray uh, as benediction service. And she watched this man pray. And she was amazed because not only did he was he so sincere and you, you could just feel his uh, emotion that she actually saw a glow that was on him. A, a, a glow, a glory. The what she assumed was like the glory in the temple, uh, the glory in the Holy of Holies. She saw this manifestation as he was praying, and she believed that this was God. It's God's glory, and that, that he was actually drawing her into a relationship with him, and she believed. Now, uh, soon after, the other sister became a believer, and so it was now one against three. Uh, the boy, now a young man, is uh, upset because he's the man of the family, and he thinks that his family is going in the wrong direction. In fact, they're going away from the one true God. They're believing in 
we're not supposed to cast pearls before swine. And he said, what do you mean, call me a pig? That's the worst thing you could call me. But she wouldn't argue with him, and he was just so frustrated. His mother came to him and said, uh, please come home early. We're going to have a celebration for your sister. It's her birthday. And he said, well, who's coming to this celebration? And she said, well, I, the friends are coming. And the two ladies, uh, you know them. And he said, oh, those crazy ladies. And uh, she, he said, well, who else is coming? And she didn't want to tell him, but she had to. She said, well, the pastor is coming. He said, what? A pastor in our home? No way am I coming back. I'm going to be out late tonight. And so he went and got his girlfriend, went to the dance, and, and uh, thought he would stay out late. Well, he did stay out pretty late, but he started to get sick. And uh, he was getting sick, and he finally said to his girlfriend, i got to take you home. <clears throat> I am. I'm not feeling well. And so he took her home, and he went home. He thought it was late. They should be gone, but no, they were all still there. And uh, he thought, well, I'm going in. I'm the man of the house. I'm going to tell them to get out of my house. And so uh, he, uh, he goes in, and pastor's introduced and, and, and starts to talk with him about sports. Well, he's interested in sports. So, so you know, he thinks, well, after we have this discussion, I'll tell him to leave. So they're talking, and all of a sudden the pastor asks him a question. He says, uh, have you ever asked God whether or not he had a son and his name is Jesus? And uh, the young man said, well, I don't have to. I know that he didn't. That's ridiculous. He said, well, are you afraid to ask God? He said, no, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of anything. And he said, well, the pastor said, I want you to ask God. He said, all right, I'll do that. And he said, no, I mean right now, ask God. And he said, right now? He said, yeah. So just pray and ask God whether or not he had a son. And uh, he said, well, you know, we Jews pray standing up. And the pastor said, well, I think God can hear you standing or sitting, whatever. And then he said, uh, the young man said, I uh, learned prayers uh, for my bar mitzvah. And, and you know, uh, it's been a long time. I don't remember the prayers. And, he, and the pastor said, no, no, no. I just want you to ask God whether or not he had a son. And uh, he says, uh, hmm, okay. And uh, so he starts out. He's trying to remember, you know, from his bar mitzvah, you know, that was some time ago, probably about eight years ago or something. And so he says, uh, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he thinks, he says, and he says oh, God, I don't I don't think you had a son. And uh, he said, uh, but if you did, prove it to me. Show me. And immediately, he started to feel strange inside. He's no longer sick, but he's emotional. He starts to feel like he wants to cry, and it's embarrassing, and he doesn't know what's happening to him. And, and uh, of course, you know 
God to speak to him, and they start, you know, they're Pentecostal, they start to, you know, really get into it, and he gets a little embarrassed, he closes the windows, he doesn't want the neighbors to hear this, and, uh, and so, uh, uh, he is, he gets his mind off of God, and on to, uh, you know, what is, the others are doing, and so, um, finally they all leave, and, uh, he thinks that's going to be the end of it, but it isn't. The next morning, he wakes up the same emotional, uh, strung out self. He doesn't know what to do with himself. He, he, he's crying. He hasn't cried in years, and, uh, he doesn't know what to do. And, um, he, he decides, uh, in the afternoon to take a, a nap, and, and to try to get some rest. He thinks he's overstressed. He needs rest. And so he lays down. And all of a sudden, the, the couch begins to shake. And he thinks, well, this is Southern California. It must be an earthquake. But nothing else is moving. Just the couch is moving. The chandelier is standing straight. Everything on the walls, they're, they're not moving. And uh, he is frightened what's happening. So he tells his mother, let's go talk to those ladies and see what, what they think is happening. And so they go, and, and she said, come on. And he said, no, no, you go in, I'll stay in the car. He stays in the car, and, and uh, he's uh, smoking cigarette after cigarette. Nothing tastes good. Everything is terrible. He tries a different pack. That doesn't work. He is stressed out. In fact, that's the last time he ever smoked. And um, he, uh, his mother comes out, and he, and he says, uh, well, what'd you do? He said, well, we just prayed. And, and he said, yeah, but what's happening to me? And, and she said, well, they said that God's speaking to you. He said, I, I know that, but why? What, what's happening? And so he is so upset, and, and he's, he doesn't feel like he's got the answers. And, and uh, so he tells his sister, Let's go to church, and uh, maybe I'll, I'll know what's happening. She's excited. She's great. Let's go. We'll go. And he says, oh, no, right now, let's go. She says, well, the church will be open at 7 tonight. Uh, we'll go then. He says, well, why don't churches keep their doors open so that people can find out? And she says, it will be open. We'll go tonight. And so they go, and, and she's so excited to have him come with her to church, and she puts her arm through his, and they're walking down the aisle, and he is so stressed out, but he feels good. He feels, this is right. This is good. And he pokes his sister and says, Ruth, Ruth, are your shoes touching the carpet? And, and he's, she says, yeah, yeah, they're touching he says, my heart, I'm as light as a feather. I'm, you know, what, you know, something's happened. And you know what happened? The burden of sin had been taken away because he believed that Jesus was his Messiah. He believed that Jesus could take away his sin. And he was made a new creation that day. He walked out that day and saw the whole world different. He was a different person. He was so different, he enrolled in Bible school and became a missionary, first a missionary in Haiti, where he built over 200 churches. That's where I was born. And then 
presentation about the Jewish people of Israel. Amen? Amen. If we could have the board members come up at this time, we're going to pray over our speaker today before he leaves. And don't forget your bookmark out there at the table, and also to support him by getting some books and, and the other items that he has out there. What an amazing, amazing ministry Robert Spector leads, and wow, what an amazing testimony about your dad. That was, wow, that was great. God moves in mysterious ways, so never underestimate what God can do when you live in faith, when we walk in faith. Oh, we are so blessed today to hear about Israel, hear about the Jewish people. Make sure you keep praying for the Jewish people. They are the life of the world. The Bible says in the end, all of Israel will be saved. So God's got a plan. He's got it under control. This will take place. It is in the Word. Robin, if you can step down here, we're going to have our board members lay hands on you while I pray. All right. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this powerful presentation by our speaker, Robert Spector of Rock of Israel Ministries. Lord, help us to remember the Jewish people in our prayers and the nation of Israel with enemies all around the God. You, you've got it under control. You've got this. You are their protection, and we thank you for that. We thank you for the promises of the Bible. We thank you for our Jewish Messiah, Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. And we thank you for, for today, God. We thank you for the words that our speaker presented to us and the powerful testimony of his dad. Lord, we pray blessings on Rock of Israel Ministries. And Lord, we say a special prayer that you will open a way for them to get into the Texas Fair and the California Fair. We believe by faith, God, that you can do anything, anytime, anywhere. So we thank you in advance for getting them into the great state of Texas and the big state of California to reach the Jewish people there. It's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Jewish Messiah, that we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, that concludes our service. Please stop by the table out there and see Robert before you leave. You are just...